Good morning, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And we are in the book of Job. A little bit of a chew. Um, And Job's replying to the second of his friends who just basically said, You lost everything. He throws in there, Your kids must have sinned, which is why they're all gone. Not very nice thing to say to somebody who's just lost all of their children at one shot. Um, anyway, and, but, you know, if you're really righteous, then God's going to reward you. And Job answers in chapters 9 and 10. So let's dig into that a minute. Chapter 9, verse 1, the Job answered and said, truly, I know that it is so. And then Job wrestles with his own doubt. But how can a man be in the right before God? If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against him and succeeded? He who removes mountains and they know it not when he overturns them. In his anger, who shakes the earth out of its place. And its pillars tremble, who commands the sun, and it does not rise, who seals up the stars, who alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea, who made the bear and Orion and the Pleiades and the chambers of the south, or the Pleiades, some people would understand it better if I said it that way, who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things beyond number. Behold, he passes by me. And I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. Behold, he snatches away. Who can turn him back? Who will say to him, what are you doing? Now, this next verse, I had to kind of look at why did it say what it said, um, particularly in dealing with the time. And this is where, in the Bible, sometimes we have to understand that names have a definition. So, this is one of those. God will not turn back his anger. Beneath him bowed the helpers of Rahab. What this this is referring to is actually Rahab means proud. So, beneath him bows those who help the proud. How then can I answer him, choosing my words with him? Though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser. If I summoned him and he answered me, I would not believe that he was listening to my voice. For he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not let me get my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a contest of strength, behold, he is mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can summon him? Though I am in the right, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. I am blameless. I regard not myself. I loathe my life. It is all one. Therefore, I say, he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks at the calamity of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If it is not he, who then is it? So Job is going on and he's going, 
I'm having a hard time with this. He's going, I see, I, he acknowledges what his two friends have not, and that is that the innocent are sometimes wrapped up in the, in the trouble of the moment and even destroyed. And he's like, if it's not God, then, then who is it that does this kind of thing? Because God is in charge of so much. And then God is in charge of all. So if it's not God, then what what's going on here? So he asks the question that gets answered at the very beginning of the book, actually. And the end of the book, to, a, to an extent. My days are swifter than a, <clears throat> than a runner. <clears throat> they flee away. They see no good. They go by like skiffs of reed, like an eagle swooping on the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint... I will put off my sad face and be of good cheer. I become afraid of all my suffering. For I I know you will not hold me innocent. He's not even talking to his friends anymore. He's talking directly to God here. Um, I shall be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me into a pit and my own clothes will abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I might answer him that we should come to trial together. There is no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me, and let not dread of him terrify me, then I would speak without fear of him. For I am not so in myself. So Job Job admits, you know, I... I, I don't understand this. I don't understand why this evil has happened. And I, you know, I would like, I feel like I don't have somebody standing for me as, as, our, as my defense, which God answers in the gospel. But anyway, he continues, I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress, to despise the work of your hands and favor the designs of the wicked? Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of man? Or your years as a man's years? That you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin, although you know that I am not guilty, and there is none to deliver out of your hand. Your hands fashioned and made me. And now you have destroyed me altogether. Remember that you have made me like clay. And will you return me to the dust? God answers that one later as well. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love. And your care has preserved my spirit. Yet these things you hid in your heart. I know that this was your purpose. If I sin, you watch me and do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift my head. Lift up my head, for I am filled with disgrace and look on my affliction. And were my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion and again work wonders against me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your vexation toward me. You bring fresh troops against me. Why did you bring me out from the womb? Would that I had died before any eye had seen me and were as though I had not been. 
carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer before I go, and I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow, the land of gloom like thick darkness, like deep shadow without any order, where light is as thick darkness. So we see Joe Bressel, as many of us do, with what in the world is going on in this world. And yet he acknowledges the excellence of God. He acknowledges that God placed the stars where they are and and even in patterns that we can understand. He acknowledges that God made him. But he's asking for a defense attorney, which in the Gospels it says Jesus is for us. He's asking that he remember that we are dust, which God states that he does several times throughout the remaining scripture. Job Job states, please, please explain this to me, which he does in the book of Job, eventually. At the beginning, he explains how this was set up and who else is playing in, this, in, in the cosmic battle. And I just want to mention here that, that the enemy of our souls is not equal to God. God does have overriding authority. However, given the choice of humans in the garden and to allow good and evil, the enemy of our souls is the highest ranking member of the other side. His equal is actually, because he was an angel, he's a fallen angel, his... his equal is actually Michael who in later scripture directly deals with him and Gabriel and so there's there's a lot of people who equate God and the devil and that isn't true And Job is wrestling with, why is this happening? When I know that God is so good, when I know that God gave the pattern in the sky and the pattern in my life, when I know he brought me forth, I I don't understand. And here's the thing is God is big enough. One of the excellent things about God is he's big enough to listen when we don't understand. And he even answers all of these questions, not necessarily to Job directly in the book of Job, although the beginning explains a lot of it. But throughout the scriptures, God answers these questions for us. We're going to see the answers to these questions. And so... There are times when we can't see. There are times, like, you know, the the analogy I've heard, and it's so true, when the clouds are covering the sky, which where I am right now, it's very true. It's very dark and it's raining. But I know that the sun is on the other side of the clouds. It's not that the sun has changed. It's there's something between me and the sun so that I can't see it. 
And in this moment, Job can't see through the clouds. That's okay. God knows we are dust. God knows what we are formed of. But he also gives us a spirit that that helps us through these moments and cries tears with us and gives us prayers, conveys our prayers even when we don't have words for all of this. Because I'm sure there were times in, in this and around this that Job cried that he didn't even have words. That God understood his words. God understood his confusion. God understands your confusion if you're in that spot today. Pray with me. Father God, we do not understand what, why the enemy of our souls does is allowed to do what he does in our world. We don't understand the evil that occurs. And we weren't made to. In the garden, you didn't make us to understand evil. You made us to understand good. You made us to want fellowship with you. You made us to love you. And to be loved by you. You made our spirits such that we seek you even when we don't understand. And we see that in Job today in this passage. And Lord, thank you for giving us your spirit to be a walk alongside her. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for being our defense attorney defense attorney, and for for being an advocate to the Father for us and have having given those of us Job is mentioned as upright here I know I haven't been as upright as Job thank you for redeeming me and sacrificing for me your own life so that I may live and that I may live to proclaim your excellencies and Lord, I've had moments where I didn't understand, where I've been here, where Job is, this passage. Thank you for, for guarding my life as you guarded Job's life through that moment. And Lord, I ask that you guard the life of those who, who are in that moment, through that moment, until they see your joy and your blessing again. In Jesus' name, I, <clears throat> I pray, Father, to you be all the honor and the glory and the power and the kingdom forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is... Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And if you need prayer or resources, either answer me at the end of this podcast. There's a place for that. Or get in touch with me with tra- at Trained by Grace 2, all in lower letters, Trained by Grace 2 at gmail.com. Love you. God bless you. And remember, you are one of His excellencies.